Welcome to Agent Blue, your comic book explosion podcast. I'm George Green. I'm Michael Bonanno III. And today, we're going to be talking about part two of Doctor Strange. Uh, this one is called The Last Days of Magic. Yep, Last Days of Magic. And it I'm is literally about The Last Days of Magic. So I guess it's, it's the best name for it. And I'm doing DC's Kingdom Come. Alright, let's get into it. Okay, so we might as well just start with Doctor Strange, um, just to continue our little segment on him. Uh, the way the weird, the whole storyline of it is is weird, and the Last Days of Magic definitely continues on with the weirdness of Doctor Strange. Um, it opens up with Doctor Strange and the Empirical just going straight at it, and Doctor Strange is using every last bit of magic that he can muster up. And he is just pummeling the empirical. And he gives it everything he has. And then the empirical just kind of stands back up and is like, is that all you have? He goes, that's it? He goes, I figured, you know, Sorcerer Supreme would have a little bit more power than that. And just kind of brushes him off. Oh, yeah. That's kind of creepy. This dude just brushes him off like he's nothing. And and Doctor Strange is is all but dumbfounded because he has no idea what to do because there is no more magic left. He mustered, he grabbed the earth and was like, I'm pulling the last bit of magic out of the earth to kill these guys and fails. Well, I mean, in the last story, they were, all the magic was depleting as it were. Well, yeah, now now you're fighting a being that that thing wasn't going to do anything in the first place. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Well, um, there was a a bunch of other mystical um, users around who all got caught during this event. You know, the Shaman, Dr. Voodoo, all of them. They're all captured by the Empirical, and the Empirical are ready to um, burn them. They're pretty much all tied up to trees, and the leader of the Empirical shoots lasers out of his eyes, and it's like some scientific hellfire that he's created. So he's burning the other magic people? Yeah, they're, he's, call, they're, he's calling them witches. So he's burning witches. He's like burning the, the witches, uh, yeah. The medieval times. Yeah. Witch, burn him to the stake! Yeah, so he's just burning witches at the stake um, with some, some weird green fire. Um, so he's talking to Doctor Strange, and he's like, you got a big mouth. And he goes, I'm going to kill you last, and you're going to watch everybody die first. Um, so he goes over to, um, I believe her name is Magic. Her name is Magic? Her name is Magic. Um, yeah, why not? I know nothing about Doctor Strange as it is, so yeah. sure. And he, we'll goes call up to her, magic. he goes up to her and he's like, I'm going to kill you first. And she's talking to him and he's like, your pretty face isn't going to save you this time, you witch, is pretty much what he says. Um, and he then, the other word, didn't he? No, he didn't. He didn't. The, 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 the comic book doesn't cuss at all, which I'm, I'm kind of sad about because, you know, there's a lot of comic books that I like to read where they be cussing and they're talking about some nasty stuff. It's just, it's, it just makes it a lot more fun. Oh, I'm being serious. I, I see your, your your judging face. I know you guys know, and I know you know, too. Um, and then Monaco comes out of nowhere, the Prince of Magic. And he's talking all this trash to the Empirical. And they're like, and, and he's like, you drunk old man, what are you doing? You know, he's like, what are you going to do with that stick? And he's just holding a wand. And Doctor Strange is like, there's no magic left. He goes like, what are you doing with that? And he goes, there's magic left. He goes, it's, he knows... All the magic knows that it's being hunted down and destroyed. He's like, it's going into hiding. And what he ends up doing is teleports everybody away. He teleports them all underground. I don't know where. It doesn't tell you where. He just teleports them away. And then the Empirical end up killing Monaco, the Prince of Magic. Um, 
Yeah, they, they pummel him pretty badly, and then they set him on fire, and he dies. That doesn't sound like a good death. No, 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 it wasn't. And then Doctor Strange and company were like, oh, we gotta go back and find him, and this and that, and they're like, we don't even know where we are. And he's like, and he's like, well, does anybody have a good teleportation spell that'll work? And and nobody answers because nobody has one. Because um, most of the magic is most gone of the magic anyway. is gone. So, uh, giving that last bit of knowledge that they have from the Prince of Magic, that all the magic is gone into hiding. Doctor Strange and company decide to go and search for any any small magical relic that they could find, and they go on quite an adventure. Um, to find these magical relics, uh, Doctor Strange actually ends up finding a bow and arrow. And he's fighting um, witch hunter hounds, which are uh, a creation of the empirical. They're just giant wolves that shoot lasers out of their eyes. Um, Interesting. And, yeah, and he's shooting arrows at these guys. And he's like, man, a good thing I took those classes at Hawkeye taught. He's like, I just wish I would have paid attention. Because he just he, he would like hit him in like the shoulder. I was going like, to make that joke early. When you said that originally, I was going to make that joke, but I was like, let's see what actually happens. But no, nope, yeah, my joke no. is correct. Yeah, he, he actually says that. Um, and on top of this, the Empirical have some sort of cloaking device, so only the magical users of the world can see them. So normal, everyday people can't see the Empirical. So it's like the ethereal realm. People are like, it's out of phase yeah, for, the people of in our world. for the people in our world. Um, uh, so what else? So... Doctor Strange and company end up finding very small relics. They don't really find a whole lot. You know, they find a couple of mystic axes and some swords and, like, a gun and a bow and arrow and, a, and like, a helmet that they can see in the dark and it'll make them levitate for a couple seconds. A night vision helmet? Yeah, but it, it, you, you can see <laughs> in the dark. It's a magic <laughs> It's a magic helmet that you see in the dark and it levitates you for 30 seconds. Um... So the last bit of magic that they find, Doctor Strange actually cuts himself open, and he's like, "I'm going to use the last bit of magic in my blood on this map to to find the last artifacts." Blood magic. Yeah, and he ends up going to a tomb where the, there were monkeys that were feeding off of magic, and Doctor Strange is running, and he jumps off a cliff like some Indiana Jones stuff, and uh, I believe it was the shaman that was flying a plane, and Doctor Strange lands on the plane, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, I was being chased by monkeys, and I figured this was the best option that I had." He's like, that's stupid for you. Um, but it ends up being the bones of the Ancient One. And the doctor, the doctor Strange just crushes him up and uses the last bit of magic in his bones. And he was like, you know, I feel really bad for this, for doing this to him. But, but I need but it. But he needs it. So while Doctor Strange and company are, are going on um, their adventure to find all these mystical relics, um, Wong and... Um, the librarian, uh, Miss Stanton, were in the so same. So she went with her. Well, they were. They were at the, the, at the end of yeah. the first book. Both Wong and Miss Stanton were in the sanctum. Okay. And you never said that she went with him. And, no, yeah. she didn't. She didn't go with him. They're both in the sanctum. Okay. Um, Wong was hiding, and Miss Stanton was hiding in the fridge. And the empirical were all going around and. Well, what, what ends up happening is they find the fridge and they're like, man, this, this fridge has got a lot of mystical stuff going on with it. So they're like, oh, we got to purge it. They open up the fridge. Miss Stanton's sitting in there with like a bowl and just throws the bowl at him. And for whatever reason, it harms the, um, the empiricals, the, the big eyeball creatures. It, it, it's harming them. And then Wong pops up out of nowhere. Like, you don't even know where Wong is at this point. 
And he just, poof. he just, poof, and Wong appears, and he's like, Miss Stanton, hold on. He goes, I'm not really good at using this. And he's just holding, like, a big old stick. And they just teleport. And she's like, oh, where are we? He goes, oh, we're in the Himalayas. And they've been there. Well, Wong's been there before, but Miss Stanton hasn't. And um, they get to the secret temple of Doctor Strange, pretty much. Um, and it's where all these monks were. One of the other... In the first story, the, the the these monks that were helping Doctor Change, you know, absorb this cost of magic. Yeah. And um, the disciples. Yeah, but all these monks died in the first book. They're all dead. Yeah, they were all dead Lovely. at the end of the first book. So Wong and Miss Stanton bury them all, and then all these random people just start walking up to this temple, and nobody knows. No, none of these people know why they're going to this temple. They just keep going to this temple. They're just walking to the temple with no reason for them going? Well, they don't know why, but Wong knows why. And Miss Stanton knows why. Because they're, they're the people of Earth that the magic has affected in small ways. You know, uh, there was an old couple that had a magic tree in their backyard that, that had grapes on it that made them live forever. Um, and just a bunch of people Mortal like that. people. Just like, like magicians that can like tap into like that small amount of magic just to use it. Or people that you were using the small amount of magic to survive. Um, they all just start, you know, coming to this temple. They're just being called to it because they know that they need to save the magic of this of our planet, or it's all going to go away. And they're all going to. They're being called. Yeah, they're they're being called. They don't know why they're coming, but Wong's like, that's that's why they're here. And Miss Stanton's like, should we tell them? And he's like, no. He goes, it's there's, there's a high cost for them to bear because Doctor Strange is going to need, you know, all ev- of them. All of them. Because this last final battle that's going to take place is going to use up the rest of the magic on the planet, and it's going to be a high cost for Doctor Strange, and he's not going to uh, not going to survive that well. Um, and while all of this is going on, on top of that, the creature in the basement finally makes its first appearance, um, and you find oh, the out the thing that we didn't know was in the basement. Yeah, in the it, last it's time. it's a creature in the basement, and you find out that Wong has been like whenever Doctor Strange really uses a lot of magic. Whenever he fights like Dormammu or just anybody like massive and he's got to use all this magic and he's got a high cost and he's on like the brink of death because he doesn't pay his his bar tab, you know, air quotes bar bleeding tab. Bleeding out the black goop. You know, bleeding out the black goop from his eyes and he's he's got sentient kidney stones and you know, we didn't mention other, dimension, other dimensional stomach ulcers and stuff and Wong would take his, his pain and all his suffering and just put it into the creature in the basement. Well, this, that creature's gotta be real mad. This this creature um, describes itself as a creature of anger and pain, and the leader of the empirical finally goes into the basement to see what all this commotion is. Because every time he says someone in the basement, they don't come back. So he's like, "Now I'm gonna go find out for myself." And he's talking about this abomination, and the creature's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm a little angry." He's like, "I, I, I know." He's just you know he's just a creature of nothing but pain and suffering. And they get into a little a little scuffle. And then Doctor Strange shows up to his secret temple in the Himalayas that he doesn't know about. And he's mad. He's very mad at Wong. And he's like, all right, Wong, tell everybody to go home. And Wong's like, you need these people. And Doctor Strange is like, no, I don't. And then, poof, hits him with some of the last bit of magic that he has, and Wong's knocked out. And he tells everybody, all right, everybody, go home. And Miss Stanton's like, what did you do to him? And, and Doctor Strange goes, he's fine. He'll wake up in a couple hours. And then... Dr. Strange and company go to the Sanctum to go and fight the Empirical. And Miss Stanton stays there 
in the Himalayas with Wong to make sure he's okay. So we head out to the Sanctum. And Doctor Strange and company are like, all right, this is our last final push. Like, if we fail here, all the magic on the planet dies. It's the final countdown. This is the final countdown. Dun, 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 dun. You know? Dun, 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 dun. They know that it's now or never. Like, they're not going to get a second chance. So Doctor Strange is like, I'm going to go fight the leader of the Empirical. You take out all their eyeball creatures. And and he just, he goes in, and he's just shooting arrows at this guy, and... and He's also, the leader of the Empirical is also fighting the creature from the cellar at the same time. And Doctor Strange is like, oh crap. Like, he knows what that is. He's not stupid. And Doctor Strange knows that if this creature, can he just get this creature on his side just a little bit, he can win. So they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. Doctor Strange shoots the Empirical in the eye with an arrow. You know, he finally actually gets a decent shot. Um, and he's talking mad smack the entire time. He's just talking all sorts of smack to this guy. And then this, his, his monster, we'll call it Doctor Strange's monster, um, sees Doctor Strange and he's like, Father! And it's a really weird scene because he hates him, but it's also his creator. Like a Frankenstein kind of story. You know, like he I despises see. his creator, but it's his creator, so he calls him Father. And Doctor Strange is like, listen, I know you hate me, but I need you. Like, you know, we need to, we need to stop this. And, and the creature was like, ah, all right, fine. Like, I'll help you because he's going to try to hurt me. And Dr. Strange is like, I promise I'll never hurt you again. He goes, I'll never do anything, you know, to hurt you. I wasn't intending to do that in the first place. <laughs> he wasn't it wasn't me. He, he, he didn't mean for it to happen this way, but that's how it happened. So they end up forming into one. Like, like the creature is pretty much just a mask. Fusion, ha. Huh? It, it's pretty much just like a all white mask. Like like the like the owl society, yeah. uh, the court of owls. Yes, um, and then just a bunch of black goop with some like weird mouths and like eyeballs, and it's just it's all creepy, Doctor Strange just looking. Um, and they form into one, and, and it shows that by like Doctor Strange like going behind the mask. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the empir- leader of the empiricals like you know this abomination isn't gonna save you, and Doctor Strange is like. Like, yes, it is, and they, they go at it. Um, and as Doctor Strange is punching the leader of the Empirical in the face with all the magic that he's got, and he tells him, he's like, I'm punching you in the face with all the magic left on Earth. Like, um, it, it goes back to the Himalayas and Miss Stanton, and she is sitting there by herself in the temple, and her third eye opens up. And she is like, you know, I, I'm taking Doctor Strange's pain. I am his pain. I am, you know, this and that. And she starts reciting a little, like... Mantra. Mantra. And, you know, she, her eyes start bleeding black. She starts, you know, her nose bleeds black. And then Wong comes up behind her who wakes up with, I feel like it has only been a few minutes, you know, in this story. Well, comic book time. Comic book time. Very probably different. A couple hours. But Wong wakes up and then he comes up next to her. His third eye opens and then everybody else starts showing back up. And then all their third eyes are open and then it just pans back to Doctor Strange just pummeling this guy. And... And then ends with Doctor Strange locking him up in his cellar. And he's like, here, I brought you a book. And he's, he threw the book at him because the Empirical burned all his library down. Everything's burned down. There's no magic left at all. Um, and the book was a, a book that Doctor Strange wrote called The Creature in the Cellar. He wrote a book about the creature in the cellar. Yeah, he wrote a book about the creature in the cellar. And then just shuts the door. 
Is that it? That's it. That's it. That's it. That was the end of the That's story. That's how it ends. But it ends. It ends like that. Here's it, the book. The the very end of the story is the creature just walking around New York City like I'm free now, and he goes, but I'm not happy. And he's like, maybe I want revenge, and then it, then it's over. That's it. Oh, uh, okay. So like a uh, like a MCU end credit scene. End credit scene. I type, want revenge. I want revenge. Type type mess. I'm probably going to end up having to do a Doctor Strange Part 3 because I hate cliffhangers. It drives me nuts. Like, why you got to end on a cliffhanger like that? It was such a good story. I just wanted it to end, but now I got to keep going. Well, it's only Volume 2. I know. But by the, by the time I'm done, it's going to be like Volume 36. Okay. Kingdom Come, coming at you from the cut. All right, so Kingdom Come has to be my favorite... Uh, comic book story that I've ever read. I, I have oh. to say. Um, and the reason is because if you've been listening, you know that I love connecting the comics with the Bible. This one, I didn't have to dig into the Bible and try to find it because every chapter begins quoting Revelations. Every single one. Uh, but here's what the story is. Essentially, this is the 21st century, uh, so roughly our time period. But it's saying that the Golden Age of Heroes, you know, the Justice League, happened, you know, 10, 20 years ago. And we open up with a pastor named Pastor Nelson uh, visiting one of the people in his uh, church named Wesley Dodds. If you don't know who that is, that's Sandman, the original Sandman. Okay. Back before he was a mystical character in the DC universe, he was a billionaire playboy like Batman. Philanthropist. Every single one of them. But his power was a gun that puts people to sleep. That's it. Uh, so sounds, this that sounds kind of rapey. No, he he would only use. <laughs> He'd only use. I mean, I mean, come on now. Your only power is to have a gun that puts people to sleep. You could use that for some bad things. Well, he only used it on villains, and he'd put them to sleep, bring them to jail. That's the end. Oh, he's putting the villains to sleep, isn't he? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Anyway, anyway, so he's dying, and with his last words, he's telling his pastor about visions that he's believing he sees. And the pastor's just like, no, 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 these aren't visions. You're just, you're just old and senile. You're just crazy. You're just yeah. crazy. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're just, just dying. You're just crazy. These visions come true, don't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the best kind of vision. The ones that are like, yeah, no, you're nuts, man. That, that well, stuff he, doesn't happen. He, here's what happens, right? So he's telling me, well, he's, he's not telling me, telling well, you know, you're supposed to be reading the story as the uh, pastor. He's, like, telling you what's going on. And so what, what was supposed to happen is the character Spectre uh, was trying to get a hold of Wesley's uh, human humanity because... Now, the only way for him to remain in our plane is by anchoring to a human soul. But Wesley dies. And he's like, well, the last person he talked to was this pastor guy. So that's what happens. Uh, But first, he's walking through the town and he tells you what's happened. You know, years ago there was the uprising of the new generation. And this generation of superheroes destroyed all of Kansas with... Like, power of nuclear war. Like, 
everything in Kansas dies. And it's all because of this one character, Magog. And nowadays, all the heroes of yesteryear are just, you know, people don't even know who they are. This guy walks into a restaurant and he's like, and there's this guy dressed up as Hal Jordan's Green Lantern, and he goes, Good day, civilian. How are you doing today? How may I serve you? Don't I make a good green... What do they call him? Arrow? He's wearing Green Lantern, and he thinks he's a Green Arrow. Whatever. See, that's how the world has evolved to this uh, level now. All these people are way out of there. All these heroes are forgotten. All these heroes are forgotten. And so, uh, the only ones we have now are these heroes, quote-unquote, that are fighting in the streets. Their only enemies are each other. So they're saying, we're saving the day, but they're destroying the city for no good reason. They're just fighting each other and they're just beating each other up. They're and breaking fighting things. for no reason, right? It's like if the Hulk were just to come down in the city and fight a clone of himself. Yeah. He's just gonna, they're just going to destroy everything. Like, Hulk created the clone to talk to and be best friends with, but that clone and him decide, you know, let's just fight. Let's just fight. Let's just beat each other up. Let's have a big brawl in New York City. Yeah. But this is all over the world. Yeah, I figured. And so, Spectre goes to the uh, church that the pastor is preaching at and essentially touches his forehead and he sees the visions that Wesley was having. Wait, these are real. And he's like, yep. And he takes them into the ethereal realm, you know, the plane outside of existence, and he shows them everything, where Clark is. He doesn't go by Clark anymore, because everybody he's ever loved is dead. He goes by Kellow. Everybody. 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 His mom, his dad. Well, they were all in Kansas. Lois Lane. Everybody's dead. Everybody's dead. Everybody's dead. Why didn't Kellow die? Because he's Superman. So? <laughs> if he can take ten supernovas to the face without any damage, what's a nuke going to do? Why, why would he stay around? He went to the... No, okay. he, he didn't okay. stay in Kansas. Just with you. He just went to the Fortress of Solitude. He's just like, I'm done, I'm done. He was I ain't trying anymore. Well, when he brings him to where kal is, you think he's in Kansas. You know, he's like taking care of the farm and all that. And then Wonder Woman shows up and he's like, wait, what? Cause, you know, Pastor uh, Norman doesn't understand what's going on. And now Wonder Woman's telling Superman what's going on. She calls her... She calls him Clark... But he just doesn't answer. He's like, all right, Kale. Look, just because they're dead doesn't mean we don't need you. You know, look at what's going on in the world. Right. And then he turns off the simulation, and you realize he's in the Fortress of Solitude. It's not Kansas. <laughs> it's not Kansas. It's not Kansas. He's just trying to live a life that he, that he had. So it's like, it's like another story, like Injustice, where everybody dies, and instead of Superman going crazy, Superman just turns himself off. He's just like, yeah, we're he, done. He becomes a recluse. And doesn't want to deal with anybody. So, she tells him, and he watches it, and he's like, turn off TVs. Sends Wonder Woman away, and you think he's not going to help. But then, him and six other members of the Justice League from good days of old show up and gather all the superheroes, and straight up is like, you can either join us, or we're going to put you in a sort of jail. And, you know, some people were like, nah. And then some people are like, all right, let's learn. Let's learn from him. Of course, he goes to Magog. Magog tells Superman that it's pretty much his fault. That Superman didn't get with the times, so what else he's supposed to do? It's his fault that Kansas was destroyed. He didn't become like the dark rest uh, of the heroes. Man, he didn't like that very much, did he? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
but you know, the heroes, not the heroes, sorry, the U.S. government decides the best way to handle this, nukes. Nukes. Just, just, just nuke all of them. The heroes. All of them. All the heroes. All of them. Every single one of them. Every single one. And so, who's <laughs> behind Who's behind this, you may ask? Is it Donald Trump? Actually, <laughs> actually, it's hysterical. It's, it's, um... Is it the comic book version? No, it's Lex Luthor. But if you actually look at the picture in here, he looks like Donald Trump without a toupee. Straight <laughs> up. Straight up. That, that's what he looks like. I'm not, I'm not trying to be, like, political here, but he looks like Donald Trump without a toupee. And so, um, what you find out is Lex Luthor has Billy Batson under his thumb. If you, if you don't know who Billy Batson is, he's Shazam. Alright? And... Now, question for you. Billy Batson, since it's, it's so many years later, is Billy Batson now an adult? Yes, Billy Batson looks like Captain Marvel, which is Shazam. So when he says Shazam... He looks the same, he but looks the, the suit same. changes. But the suit, he just puts the the suit, suit changes. Okay. Now, how is it powers? Because he's older, is he stronger, or is it still the same? It's still the same, and here's why. The entire time he's had Billy Batson under his thumb, he's been feeding him to these worm creatures to essentially brainwash him. So, no matter what form Billy Batson is in, he's Lex Luthor's puppet. Gotcha. Uh, so, he's evil. Essentially. And, um, you know, Superman did go to Batman, you know, the usual thing, you know, like, I know we've had our differences, but I need you. And Batman is still alive, and the reason I'm saying Batman is because there's no such thing as Bruce Wayne anymore. His identity has been become public, and nobody calls him Bruce anymore. They're just no, like, just that's Batman. 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 That's Batman. And so... So now, is it is it, is it the Batman... Like, is it no longer Wayne Enterprises? Is it Batman Enterprises now? There's no mention of Wayne Industries. It's just, uh, he's just a crippled old man who wears an exoskeleton because of years of damage on him. He wears an exoskeleton just to help him stand. years of being pummeled by people like Bane. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't he just hand over the mantle to, like... Oh, no, he's not, he's not dressing up as Batman anymore. Oh. He has an army of bat robots, of Batman robots... And he just like is like maneuver twelve, Gotham Central, go. And like these Batman creatures are just like standing around us, like several uh, bad guys, and they're just like, yeah. you give up? Because <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you gonna do? You gonna fight a bunch of Batman robots? You gonna fight giant robots? No, 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 you're not. So they're like they're like like Sentinels. Um, yeah, they're not they're not giant giant, but they're like definitely like three feet taller than regular humans. Okay. Um, so, Batman says no to Superman, and you find out it's because, supposedly, he's working with Lex Luthor. Supposedly, he's working with Lex Luthor. Yes. Okay. That's, supposedly, that's he's not working good. with Lex Luthor. That's not a good thing. Batman and Lex Luthor together is never a good thing. Yeah. Um, so, we go over to the Emerald City in the Sky. That's what they call it. And it's the new watchtower because that's where Hell Jordan has been hiding this whole time. Because they've all been hiding. Remember, like, all the heroes of yesterday the year are gone. He's been hiding in an Emerald City he created floating above the Earth. Like now, watchtower. is it... Has it just been a construct this entire time? Is that why, is that why it's called an Emerald City? Or yeah. Did, okay, so it's just him 
concentrating on a city. Well, what else does he have to concentrate on? He's not doing any hero work. He's just an old man within a ring. Why did? The, why does he keep the ring? In case there's uh, extraterrestrial threats. That's what it says. In case there's extraterrestrial threats, but oh, there never are. There never are. Because Super. Earth is just not worth it. Not anymore. No, straight up, um, Spectre brings him, Norman being him, to the Guardians of the Universe with the High Father there and Dead Man, and they're just like, look, we need help fighting this cause. And our Guardians are just like, Earth is like tiny little ball in this infinite universe. Let him die. Let him die. That's Let him die. Let him There's die. no point. And you find out there that Pastor Norman has just been more of a philosopher this whole time. Not really a pastor. But the reason for all of this now is, you know, because of this war, Superman and the Justice League return one more time just to try to get everybody on the same page. And then you find out that Batman wasn't working with Lex Luthor. He was just trying to get Shazam and trying to heal him. But Shazam escapes and fights Superman. How does that go? I feel like that wouldn't go very well for Superman at this point in his life. Well, he tries to fight him, and Shazam just like yells Shazam six times. Uh, the reason why I'm naming the specific amount is when I get into the specific quotes it says in this book from Revelations. And then... After the sixth time, he's back to Billy Batson, not Shazam. So Superman grabs his mouth so he can't say it, and then talks him down, essentially. Brings him back to reality, because only Superman could le- bring hope. Only Superman. That big old ass don't mean nothing but hope. Yeah, that he doesn't even believe anymore. And that nuke is set. That nuke is coming straight down, and he's just like, look, you're the only one that can stop this. You're the only one that can stop it. And you're the only one that can make the judgment call if humans are worth it. If superhumans are worth it. And he lets go. Shazam yells Shazam one more time. So seven times total. Shoots up. Grabs a nuke. Sends it far enough away where there's still survivors. But a lot of death anyway. Oh, jeez. And... Yay. That was the end of that. Um, Now... What's going to happen other than Pastor Norman has seen all of this go down. All of this go down and now sees what's happening. Spectre is just like, you've made the call. You have talked down Superman after he was going to go crazy. Because after that explosion, he was going to completely shatter City Hall. He's going to obliterate people. Yeah. But go but spe- but yeah, but Norman came right out of the ethereal realm and was just like, "Look, blah 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 blah," and then Superman was just like, oh. "You're right," and just stopped. <laughs> and then Spectre was just like, "You made the judgment call. You saved the day. I'm no longer needed. I don't know what I would have done back th- when I was human." All right, the end. And then he disappears. The heroes all join forces to bring the new dawn, the new day, because everything has changed. There's a whole new world in store, because no more of these superheroes are a thing. Superheroes are a thing, but they're not the way they were, yeah, they were ten minutes ago. Superman kind of, like, reconfigured everybody back on the right track. Yes. 
and with then, Pastor Norman, with Pastor putting Norman him on the right path. On the right path. And then, you know, they save the the sick. Uh, Lex Luthor is now wearing a collar that makes him have to do good. Otherwise, you know, I'm pretty sure he's going to get zapped. It yeah. doesn't say what the collar does. <laughs> it doesn't say what the collar does. And then that's the end of the story. But then in the epilogue, uh, Superman and Wonder Woman are having a baby, and they make uh, Batman the Godfather. So you got the most powerful baby in the world being Definitely. trained by Definitely Batman. Definitely the most powerful baby, but, but being trained by a cripple. Yeah, being trained by a cripple old Batman, Bruce Wayne. So the Jesus notes for Kingdom Come is as easy as pie due to the fact that it's actually throughout the story. The beginning of the story actually quotes Revelation 8-7. And it says... I'm going to tell you the parts it says here. The vo- There were voices and thundering and lightning and earthquakes. And there followed hail and fire mingled with blood. There fell a great star from heaven burning as if a lamp. And I beheld and heard angels saying with loud voices, Whoa, 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 to the inhabitants of the earth. And then you get told what happened. Everything that I just told you. In which case, um, it goes on to be the next portion. It just goes throughout all of, you know, Revelations, such as uh, Revelations 8-2 for chapter 2, saying, And I saw the seven angels who stood before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. That was said right before Superman and the six other Justice Leagues appeared. Chapter 3 started with Revelations 10.3, saying, And God gave, and he, not God, sorry, and he gave a loud shout like the roar of a lion when he shouted the voice of the se- of seven thunders spoke, which is why I said he said it six times, and then the seventh time he saved the world with it. Chapter 4 started with Revelations 6, 8, 16.18, then there came flashes of lightning, rumbling, peals of thunder, and severe earthquakes. No earthquakes like this has ever occurred since mankind has been on earth. And therefore, that was the battle between the olden days superheroes and the new day superheroes. At the end with the new world, it didn't say it, but it's definitely referring to Revelations 21.1, which says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. There was no longer any evil. All the stuff that had happened prior was all gone. And that was the end. That was everything that it was stated. And in this book, they pretty much said the angels were the superheroes, and this thing was the war that happens between us God and Satan in the end days. This book is quite literally the book of Revelations just as comic books. And it was funny because earlier I was listening to a podcast talking about culture. If you want to know about the Bible, (laughs) but read it in a way that you understand and you understand comics, here's the book of Revelation for you. DC Kingdom Come. As for the Jesus notes of Doctor Strange, The Last Days of Magic, This story is very one much of fear and doubt, similar to last week's Green Lanterns. Um, 
what you see is people dealing with the fact that magic is being gone, being missing, uh, due to the empirical affecting, destroying all the things uh, that allow for magic to happen on all these multiverses that they are going through and killing. However, hysterically enough, there the point in the story. There's a point in the story that uh, one of the empirical guards says. Father, why have you forsaken me? And, of course, as a Christian, immediately, I think, well, Jesus said that on the cross, and it was spoken in the Psalms. So, while reading it, I was going back and forth with the, who is actually the villain. But, of course, reading the comic, you are listening and joining the side of Doctor Strange. And that's not a problem due to the fact that the mystics weren't doing anything but saving people, and the empirical are killing these people. But the fear and doubt occur constantly. I mean, there's a point in the story where uh, Doctor Strange actually takes the fears and doubts from a priest, and all the darkness that is going and occurring throughout this world. There were a lot of things in the story that made me think of it, but it just kept going back and forth between who's the hero. Um, of course, we had the creature in the basement being literal fear and anger and being made up of it, as George said while discussing what happened. And he leaves, and it pretty much shows the exact same things as I've said last time, where the sins take on their own life, take on their own part. Uh, and by last time, I'm referring to when I was talking about the DC Dark Knight's metal, uh, with uh, Batman being us humans without Jesus, and the Joker being sin. Literally, all the anger, fear, and that was put into the creature makes him pretty much the embodiment of sin. And he's attacking Doctor Strange, but then joins the fight to defeat the Empirical. Of course, left on a cliffhanger. So, that's pretty much everything I thought of. Um, the Father, Why Have You Forsaken Me, though? That is a... That was the biggest thing I read in here that was like, wow, how powerful that they actually use the words straight from the gospel that like it wasn't even like anything other than saying exactly word for word what the scripture says father why have you forsaken me he's not able to finish the sentence but there was no difference in what he was saying and that's it for the jesus notes for dr strange the last days of magic so we know that the star wars movie came out We've been thinking about covering it. We weren't sure. We're also not sure if we're going to do an episode for next week because it's Christmas. So I figured, why not just cover Star Wars sometime next week and we'll release the episode on Monday anyways. On Christmas. On Christmas. So y'all going to get a Christmas episode. And it's not going to be Star Wars The Life Tree. It'll be Star Wars Episode 8. <laughs> episode 8, the movie that came out, The Last Jedi. Neither of us have seen it yet and we're really slacking on that part. But... We're going to do it. We're going to spoil it for you if you haven't seen it. You probably should have seen it already. But if you're like us and been procrastinating, you haven't. Well, I mean, it's not really... It is a comic book. It is Marvel, but it didn't start off as a comic book. I mean... Regardless... I mean, regardless, 
I it's, like Star Wars. We're I gonna, like I'm going to go Wars. see it. We're going to o- cover it. I almost wore my Star Wars shirt today, but I figured it would have been better if I wore it when we did the Star Wars episode. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so that's the end of this episode. Next week is going to be Star Wars, Star Wars, The Last Jedi movie review. Slash. Christmas Day extravaganza. But from us here at Agent Blue, peace.